Welcome to the 13th episode of Profs Radio, the show to A-star your business by learning from entrepreneurs' own experience how to solve problems. I'm your host, Peter Martin, Director of Profs.biz. Today we have Catherine Wildman from Hayden Gray. Good morning, Catherine. Do you want to say hi to the listeners and tell them about what you do? Good morning, everyone. Hi. Yes, I'm Catherine Wildman. I'm a copywriter and scriptwriter, part-time lecturer and also writing mentor. Good stuff. Can you tell us a little bit about your journey and how you got to where you are today doing your kind of mentoring and your copywriting? Absolutely. Well, it's not the typical journey, I don't think. Um, I went to university in Newcastle many, many moons ago and then left uni. I did English as a degree. Didn't want to become an English teacher. Didn't know what on earth you could be if you didn't want to be an English teacher or a poet, possibly, with an English degree. So I went down to work in the city and worked in um, Bearings Bank for many years. Had a lovely time drinking champagne and hanging out with the traders. Highly recommended. And um, then was pregnant with my first child and left on maternity leave and started doing some journalism for a few of the glossy magazines down in London, writing them to the deadline of whenever my child had his nap and when he was going to wake up again. Um, from there, we moved to Singapore for a couple of years with my husband's job. And then I did a creative writing degree and a photography course, sorry, creative writing course and, and photography course, and then came back to the UK and did a creative writing MA, at which point my business started to go from picking up the smaller clients to getting big jobs writing global reports and things online. So the business has gone through a few iterations. It started off as being words and pictures, highly original for writer and photographer, and then copywriting Newcastle. Um, my mentor then said to me, do you just want clients in Newcastle? And I said, no, I really want clients in London. And he was like, well, change the bloody name then, woman. So did that. So we now have Hayden Gray, and Hayden is my mum's maiden name, and Gray makes it sound posh. And I work from home with all sorts of clients, national and multinational, and I'm a part-time lecturer at Northumbria and also a writing mentor for This Is Creative Enterprise. Sounds like a very interesting journey. Kind of got a little bit global there, going across to Singapore. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You, you've mentioned a little bit there about some of the challenges you've had, kind of running a business while raising a young one. And we all know life and business presents many challenges. Is there a particular challenge that you've come across in business that you can share with everybody listening today? Um, yes, I think we'll, we'll, we'll add another small person into the mix there. So I'm now a single mother of two. So that brings its own challenges as well. There's been a lot of working through the night and filing copy from bathrooms to not wake anybody up. Um, but one of the issues I had is was I realized that when you're running your own business, you do actually have to have some sort of financial business head. And I have none, absolutely none. So put me in front of a page of words and I'm very happy. Put me in front of a spreadsheet of numbers and I'll just burst into tears or turn to the gin. So the first issue I had was realizing that if I was going to grow the business beyond where it was, and this is about seven years ago now, I think, um, I needed an accountant that would talk my language. And it was almost almost admitting defeat, but also realizing that to get any further, I needed to get a grip of myself and go and ask for some help, which is not something I find very easy to do. You're right. It, you know, it's good to find people that, that fill those gaps. And I like what you touched on there, that speak your language. 
because when it isn't really our forte, there's so much jargon uh, that goes with that thing. And Which it helps scary. people actually simplify it, can't it, into, yeah. into yeah. the way that we talk. Uh, and the way that we understand is, is, is definitely. Um, I'd like to get on to how you solve that issue before we do. Uh, I'd just like to take a minute to let the listeners know of our community, Entrepreneur Profs, where you can meet other entrepreneurs and learn from them as well as find the tools that we recommend. Just go to entrepreneur.profs.biz. You can also join our three Entrepreneur Profs Facebook group. So how was it that you solved that issue? And did you find anybody that did speak your language? And is there any software or tools that is helping you to kind of understand those numbers? Yes. So it all starts, as most things do, with a conversation. And this conversation was, bizarrely, at a skipping tournament at Colourcoats Junior School. And I got talking to a woman whose child was in the same year as my youngest. And suddenly thought, she's not making this sound scary. She's not actually making this sound beyond my comprehension and we arranged to have a coffee a couple of weeks later and she sat me down in Dylan the Bear in Timeless and I remember it clear as day and we had a piece of chocolate ginger cake and she just sliced it into three and said this is for the tax man this is for you this is your national insurance don't spend that you can eat that bit but keep that bit for later and um, anybody that follows my Instagram will know that I'm a big foodie and I am you know not ashamed about having a healthy appetite and liking food. So to find somebody that would speak to me in those terms and also I deliver my, all of my receipts to her in a Swizzles sweetie biscuit tin from Halloween. And I just put it on her doorstep and it's still, I don't know why, but it's got a protractor at the bottom and seven pence in coppers, but I'm just keeping them there for the kind of amusement value. I think it kind of keeps her on, keeps her on her toes. Um, And just to find somebody that was, not scary not scary i think if you're if you're running a business by yourself if you run into a problem it can be catastrophic and having the right people around you um is almost like your business family it sounds really twee but you need people that are on your side and that you can turn to and say oh i've mucked up or i'm terrified about this or what do i do about the tax man and she knows that so she'll issue me i know six months before january how much i need to get for the tax man so I don't have to panic, you know, come Christmas time, I'm not panicking that I can't buy the kids the Christmas presents because I've already got that in a separate account. That to me is, is priceless. I like what you touched on there uh, about it being really relationship. That, that's, so in, in business and particularly with what we do, we want to automate lots of stuff and particularly the sales process. But actually at the end of the day, you don't do business with robots, do you? It's all yeah. about those people that you do business with. And that was a, a real value bomb that you dropped there. Because yeah. it, and it's about understanding your customers and being able to talk to them. Like you, just using something as cake, who would have thought kind of taking accountancy exactly. and making it into cake rather than a spreadsheet. It, yes, don't send me a spreadsheet. <laughs> Honestly, send me a spreadsheet. You'll send me pacing the floor for two days. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that's, I, I like that point. And is there any software that's helping you? With, ah, with yes, you asked me about that now. So I was given access to QuickBooks, which I now have on my phone, and was told that I wouldn't be able to break it. So when I broke it, I'm now not allowed to play with it to that level again. <laughs> so, um, and again, she explained it in terms of cake. She said, you're moving things, and you, it's almost as if you've got, what did she say? She said, it's like you've got a scone. 
and you think that you've got this gone and you've got this gone that you can then put into this account as well. But if you've moved this gone into this account, it's no longer in this account. So don't do that anymore, please. So I'm um, don't do that anymore, please. So yeah, QuickBooks. <laughs> Because as well, QuickBooks, I can see who's late. I can send reminder invoices. I can see the profit and loss spread. Um, I obviously don't press those buttons anymore, otherwise she slaps my wrist. But it, to be able to visualize something is very helpful um, and kind of makes me feel a little bit more in control. This is actually really good hearing how QuickBooks has helped you. Our last episode, we had an accountant who was very pro QuickBooks and was telling yes. saying how he gave it to his customers. Now we're hearing it from, from both sides. We've heard it from the accountant who's distributing it to now the end user uh, and how they're finding it. So yeah. I quite like that you've picked up on that tool. It's fitted yeah. in nicely with our episode 12. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> what is your top tip for entrepreneurs who are trying to create their own copy? Um, I would, it's so simple. And it sounds as if I'm teaching my grandmother to suck eggs, but it's keep your focus on your reader. If you start, we call it weeing all over the page. We were established <laughs> in 1929. Nobody cares. And I saw there was a brilliant tip from um, a fellow copywriter on Twitter yesterday that I saw. And it was, if you think that people are not interested in themselves, show them a team photo and ask them who they look at first. Just phenomenal. We are only, only interested in ourselves. So you have to put yourself in your reader's shoes. You have to demonstrate massive empathy. You have to ask questions. You have to do your research so that you are basically coming to any piece of copy as if you are that customer and answering all their questions. It's a good bit of advice, Sarah. I have seen that, as you put it, weeing all over the place. I'm probably quite guilty of it ourselves as well because it, like it's you say, easy to you do. Yourself. I found it quite a way to kind of get around that is start whatever you're writing, maybe with a question. So yeah. asking, asking the customer, do you feel like this? Yes. And then go into the solution. Would you recommend that at all? I'm a, I'm a big fan of a question. I'm a big what? fan of a question. Um, my all hail the amazing Andy Maslin. My, my, he's a dear friend. We're having lunch on Wednesday and my mentor and yeah, you just need your reader to be nodding. And at the point where they drift off, you've lost them, or they say no, or it looks like you're trying too hard, you've lost them. And it's a real fine art. It's taken me years to get the hang of all the things that he's taught me, but it works. And I also advise if people are writing copy, you have to do so with a sense of responsibility because you are changing how somebody acts and somebody's behavior so there is a there's a sort of moral code to that as well i think that's a good point never never even thought about that and i guess okay. most people don't because we're writing obviously in the hope that we get sales but actually yeah I suppose there's loads of stuff around that about what we can and can't say and how persuasive we are uh, kind of yeah. trading acts and things like that and, and and knowing what you're and knowing what you're selling as well like I've, I've taken the decision i won't work for a um, nicotine company i won't work for diet pills all of that stuff and other people will and i do work for some highly sensitive industries but that's with the knowledge that i know what i'm doing and i know what i'm saying it's quite good that to have your morals and know where your red lines are because sometimes mm. it's kind of like we're, we're thinking about our own finances we've got kids we've got mortgages we've got everything else to the hilt and it can be quite tempting to just kind of take anything uh, yeah. even if it's like the 
there yeah. but I, I think knowing your niche kind yes. of knowing what you want to work with uh having those red lines actually has a more positive impact because yeah it gives you more then, confidence and it gives your yeah. clients more confidence i think as well yeah. very true and lastly what is your favorite piece of software or tool and why so the wonders of grammarly the wonders of grammarly what did we do before it um my Writing process is always, I look, try and think that I look like an art student. So I'll go to Newcastle Art Centre, I'll buy a great big bulk load of their A3 writing pads. In fact, I've got one here that I filled in on Friday for a client. Anything for that client goes into that A3 pad. Then it goes into a Word document using, oh, can I have two tools, actually? <laughs> all right, give our listeners another. two for the price of one. Okay, eh? I'll give you two for the price of one because there's a brilliant app called Tempo Slow-Mo. Just having to open it to find the name of it. Tempo Slow-Mo. So you can export a voice file from your iPhone into Tempo Slow-Mo and then you can slow it and mark it so that you can tra- transcribe interviews. Brilliant piece of kit. So that's the first one. And then what I do is I, once I've got, all my notes in a word file and start to shape it i then will take the nearly finished document and copy and paste it into grammarly and i know that there is a word add-on whatever they're called the technical thing for word but i think there's something very physical about having word as that clean space where um, i'll do readability checks on that as well but then also taking it into grammarly just checking that I haven't repeated an and, just checking that I've got full stops where I need them. Um, there's a little bit of me that thinks, gosh, I should be, you know, I'm getting paid handsomely to write things for people. I shouldn't need these things. But the amount of words that I write in a week and the different types of copy that I do in a week, I need somebody. It's almost like having a sub-editor, I suppose, to just make sure that when it goes to the client, it's as properly edited and polished as it possibly can be just as a matter of respect for the client really so yeah grammarly all the way i absolutely agree that even as a copywriter you should use it because we should always be putting checks in our work and obviously with our business very pro using software to do that and i don't think it diminishes you as a copywriter uh whatever checks you could automate and put in there why not as you say gives you that nice polish personally big lover of Grammarly, uh, not because I'm a professional, but because my grammar is so bad. It is <laughs> <really> bad. <laughs> I also uh, really like the, the fact that they email you every week with like, yeah, you've been awesome. Or yeah, you've been a grammar. Yeah. All of this stuff. You get this amazing email at the end of the week going, how many words have you written? And I always quite like to see just how many thousands of words I've churned out. Um, and you know, the unique words that you've used better than anybody else. It's a bit of an ego trip. So <laughs> it's <laughs> nice uh well particularly when you work on your own take whatever positivity you can Absolutely. get from anywhere, even if it is from a robot <laughs> digital pat on the back <laughs> yeah why not we all need a little encouragement every now and again particularly if we're isolated and kind of working at home or exactly. Yeah. exactly nothing wrong with that um before you go how can people connect with you and is there anybody you would recommend we interview for this podcast um i would like to put forward my amazing accountant jill um she's got a new website up dot gray accounting she is just the most human tuned into the creative brain accountant you could come across as is her business partner and husband nick they're just 
wonderful people. You can find me on LinkedIn, Catherine Wildman. You can find me on Twitter at Hayden Gray. And you can find me at www.haydengray.co.uk. I was really hoping her business name was Cake Accounting. <laughs> <laughs> or even Pie Accounting, actually. That would have been great. But we'll definitely connect with her and, and see if she wants to come on this podcast. Thank you so much for coming on this podcast uh, and giving all the value that you've given today. It's been really fun interviewing you. Uh, remember, listeners, to check out our community and Facebook group, Go and A-Star Your Business today.